Hey, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Season 3, Episode 4. Just to let you know before the episode begins, it was a long one, and in fact, this will be a two-parter. Lisa and Kristen had so much fun without me, and I had to pick up furniture and move it downstairs. It's a really fun episode, and we wanted to give you all of it. I bet it was fun. I bet they just talk about how happy they were not to have me there. One more thing is the episode was recorded over Zoom, so there is some audio quality difference from our normal episodes, but I don't think it affects how enjoyable this podcast is. Without further ado... The theme song. They just had me introduce the theme song like I'm just a theme song guy now. Thanks, guys. What's the episode? What is the episode? This is episode four. Season 3, Episode 4, the podcast where we watch Season 3, Episode 4 of a television show completely out of context with the rest of the series. It's late enough in the show to be good and early enough in the season to make sense. I'm your co-host, Lisa, and this week I'm very sad to announce Adam, the other co-host, is not here. He is doing fine. He's taking care of some family stuff. He's moving right now, so... That, that's all fine, uh, because I actually have someone here with me, Kristen Fitz. Hi, Kristen. Hi, nice to see you, Lisa. <laughs> it's, ve- it's very nice to see you. Thank you for uh, inviting me to be on your podcast. I am an avid listener. I have not listened to the most recent um, episode because it dropped today, right? And I just haven't, uh, I haven't had a chance. Um, we, it, it's, it should be dropping at 8 p.m., Oh, uh, it's, we did time. we did Sex and City, and but thank you, uh, thank you so much for listening. By the way, I can't believe I haven't even gotten like we've been catching up uh, for anyone that's listening because I I we we went to college together, right? Yes, yes, we met in the theater and, department. Yes, that's right. We so that's where I met Kristen, and that's also where I met Adam. Actually, that's <laughs> so, where I met Adam and Lisa also. <laughs> Not Lisa, oh uh, um, Leslie. Leslie, <clears throat> right? Too many L names. <laughs> she, she, Leslie herself has has <laughs> called me Leslie. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but yeah, it, I actually, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have met Adam. Oh, you know, do you remember that? I do. Didn't I take you all to my favorite dive bar in Tucson? You did. Shout out to the buffet in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That like that night set off a chain of events, folks. I I met Adam, and and then like a year later, he joined my improv troupe, and then uh, we moved in together. Me, me, Adam, and Leslie, and then we moved to Chicago together. It's kind of essentially at different times, but yes, great. That's all thanks to you. You're the reason this podcast is is happening. Dude, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> and and you're a fan and I really appreciate like that you listen. That's like very sweet. Thank you. It's fun. I enjoy the podcast. I feel like I'm hanging out with you guys when I listen. <laughs> I love that. Like neither one of you will let me speak. But I'm there. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like you guys have a great give and take that counts for anything uh thank you he he certainly is comfortable with it he's he's like my rock in this like i get very in in my head about it and he's like it's great we gotta put it out (laughs) it's good stuff you're you're (laughs) you're thinking too much right right he's he's like one of the most supportive people that i know i i don't think i could do the podcast with anyone else Right. Well, except for me. Except for you. Yes. He's really <laughs> jealous, by the way. He he really wanted to do this episode, which... Oh, so we're, this week yeah. we watched The Mighty Boosh, uh, a British show on 
British Broadcasting Corporation, the BBC Three. It's a surrealist comedy brought to you by Noel Fielding and Julian Barrett. This episode is titled The Strange Tale of the Cracked Fox. And the Google summary of it is, whilst putting the rubbish out, Vince befriends the cracked fox, inviting him into Naboutique for some hot soup. However, the cracked fox is not as he seems, and after knocking Vince out with his potent smell, he vanishes with Naboo's most precious possession, a bottle of shaman juice. Punishment for losing the juice is death, and whilst Naboo awaits his fate, it's left to the boosh to save the day and kill the evil cracked fox. There's a lot there to unpack. There is. So much happens in this episode. It's, <laughs> it's really crazy. Well, let's can can you tell me why you why you requested this? Because so, so yeah. what happened is that that we have an Instagram and you were like, please watch the Mighty Boosh and talk about it. And I want to know, yeah, what why did you choose? This? I really wanted to see if I could mix it up a bit for you guys. <laughs> you know, I was like, what something nailed it. super strange? You know, a little bit more. Uh, I don't know less. Less television show e and more art project. <laughs> I want to see like, does this fit in? Does it fit? Does it fit with the other episodes? You've kind of been finding themes across all these episodes, and I thought this one might throw a wrench in it. You know, that was kind of my thought. I've always I love British comedy. It's one of my favorite things. I've been obsessed with it since I was a little kid. But like Monty Python, and it's just kind of grown from there but i was like what's something interesting i can make the kids watch (laughs) make the kids watch (laughs) adam and i are children this is true for uh, for anyone listening spoiler alert if you didn't know adam and i are five years old (laughs) mentally right Right. and i'm about 12 mentally so so thank you she's like our babysitter's age yeah (laughs) right I think you definitely knocked it out of the park. It's, it's, I mean, it says it's a surrealist show. It's like surreal. It's absurd. It's, it's just completely fucking bonkers. Right. The, oh gosh. I remember when the show came out, I, w- I was in high school, actually. I'm a really smart five-year-old. Okay. Right. <laughs> and it was, it was like too much for me mentally to wrap my head around. It's, it's kind of dark. It's kind of dark bizarre it's like bizarre to a point where i i was like this is this is too this is like horror you know it's like a little bit in the horror genre i guess and i it just depressed me (laughs) it takes you through all the emotions yes yeah. yeah and and adam sorry adam is also a huge fan of british humor which is why I think he really wanted to watch this. So we, we might have to do a rewatch at some point, which, I, yeah, I, you're welcome to come on the rewatch too. That, that, I looked up some interesting facts about the Mighty Boosh. Do you know anything about them before, like, before I say anything? Um, yeah. Ultimately, I know that this is like an established team who did a lot of things. And so there's a lot of people, unfortunately, like one of my favorite members of this team, uh, Rich Felcher, is not in this episode. But he's one of my favorites, and he's the American of Mighty Boosh. Um, ah, okay. He's done a lot of stuff with Matt Berry. Matt Berry shows up on this show sometimes. Um, so it's kind of like that, this like fun, uh, surrealistic comedy troupe. Yes, that's exactly what they are. It's um, so what I found out was that the Mighty Boosh is actually it's the name of the comedy troupe. The members are well, Noel Fielding and Julian Barrett are are members, along with Michael Fielding, which who is Noel Fielding's brother. Yeah, I guess. yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, know, I was I don't know if he's the younger brother or older brother, but Michael is shorter than Noel. As far as I know, so he is on, short, shorter on means means younger, obviously, right? But in my mind, my mom is five two; she is younger than me. Boom. Right? That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> Your mom is younger than you. <laughs> who else? Who else is in this? So, so Noel Fielding plays Vince. Julian Barrett plays Howard Moon. Mm-hmm. 
Michael Fielding plays Naboo. We have David Brown, who plays Bolo, who's a gorilla. And Rich Fulcher, is it Rich? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he, he plays. Oh, he yeah, was he not plays, Yeah, he plays uh, Bob Fossil, and he's amazing. But he is not in this episode. This might be the only episode he's not in. Honestly, that's a shame. Actually, a shame. that's what an odd coincidence. I know. Right? Uh, or <laughs> you know who is in this is Richard Iwadi. I know, right? I is love Richard Iwadi. Yeah, yeah. He's incredible. Did you ever watch his travel show where he takes somebody travel on holiday? Man. I love Travel Man. Yeah, it's like a 24-hour trip. So good. So fun. I love it so much. Yes. And, and Noel Fielding is on an episode of that show. They yeah. also do. So I'm familiar. I'm familiar with Noel Fielding. Yeah. And I'm semi-familiar with Julian Barrett. I've seen Noel Fielding, obviously, in the most recent thing I've seen him in was the Great British Baking Show. Yes. Which he is a co-host of, and he. I watched all of the the the. I think it's the BBC puts on a like a pub quiz. They have the oh, great fun. quiz of everything at the end of every year, at the end of every decade. They do a like a televised pub quiz. It's so cool. It's on YouTube. You have you haven't seen this? You have to check it no, out. No, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I really want to see that. I recently saw Noel. I watched the San Francisco Sketch Fest and it was oh, all online this year. Yeah. So I paid a couple bucks and watched it. And he did a, a little bit where he like wandered around his yard and his, <laughs> you know, his art studio. And oh, uh, yes, that's yeah, right. It was really cool. It was really, really cool. Yeah. That's the, the fun thing about Noel Fielding that I've been finding out. Well, he, he's always like the, what I knew um, when I started watching this show when I was in high school. From the few episodes that I watched, like, oh, this guy is passionate about clothing and about like, like he he he's a very eccentric dresser. That's like yeah. one of the main things about him. And it's it's something that his character is. And then if you watch like the quiz of the quiz of everything, quiz of the year or something like that is what it's called, and the Great British Baking Show, you can see it. Like yeah. he's he's passionate about fashion and and he also is a painter in his own right. Yes. Which is really cool. So that's that's no fielding. Julian yeah. Barrett has a show, Mind Porn, on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, which is like a spoof detective show, right? Right, um, right. Yeah. And he's in an episode of Killing Eve. Have you seen it? No, I started watching that show and then didn't finish it. I don't I'm know how you did that. I, I know. Just slap I know. you. <laughs> so yeah. good. Life has been busy. Okay, Lisa. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> He's in an episode and his character is like, it's a one-off episode, but it's really, really, really good. Like, he's awesome. excellent in it. It's funny, but it, it doesn't lose the seriousness or the horror of the show. So anyone listening, please check out the Julian Barrett episode of Killing Eve. <laughs> the, so the Mighty Boosh has also been, they've done stage performances. They had a radio show before this series they're they're quite this like well-known sort of what's the word they're established in britain yes yes so all of that to say i'm really impressed by this <laughs> <laughs> and they write and created the show yeah yeah and you know you look at the sets and you know all that kind of stuff they're creative dudes that you know it's like i was saying before it's like an art project like yeah every aspect every detail it's pretty it's yeah it's really well-rounded like the characters are so strange <laughs> so strange right yes <laughs> and, and the sets uh, it, because of the fantastical nature right <laughs> it, 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 there's so much costume freedom and freedom to create different like sets and there's even in this episode like a weird musical interlude <laughs> yes yes which, which was because oh, yeah they also are musicians it's, it's, it's crazy yeah yeah it's it's i think at one i wrote at one point it was like a a stoner's fever dream yeah because <laughs> it really is and i i think i wrote it uh oh this is a fucking stoner fever dream it's like mgmt and pink floyd made sweet sexy love <laughs> right the keyboards are just like floating around and the ape is playing them and 
Yeah. And yeah. and I know this is probably weird for like anyone listening and out of context. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to, uh, should we break it down? Should we break down the, what happens? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. I, I just notes. I don't know if that's against the rules. I kind of no. remember you guys mentioning you notes. So Adam's much better at it than me. I'm so glad you took notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start us off. Let's go. Let's get into it. All right. This episode opens in like a sewer or an alley, but it's definitely somewhere where you'd have some shady dealings, right? (laughs) Yeah. Kind of set up the whole episode with this idea about the shaman's juice. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. You're right. Oh my goodness. And he's doing... An accent that I think if I lived in London, I'd know what accent it was, no. but, I, but I don't. Yeah. But he wants to sell Naboo, that shaman's juice. And, he's got and the Bolo. shaman's juice is... <laughs> That's right. So Bolo, so, so Naboo is a shaman. Or yes. As they say, a shaman. Shaman. Yes, uh, a shaman. And, and dressed in sort of flowing robes, has a... Does he have a hat? A turban. A turban. Yes, okay. So a turban. in many ways, this character would not exist in our modern world. Right. Due to the political incorrectness, the nature, the offensive nature, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh and also I it it's I don't know if there, it's ever explained why he has a gorilla sidekick. Right. You know, honestly, I can't remember. <laughs> Oh, well, oh, oh! I do know. Actually, this series started at the zoo. Like the first—that's right. The first like season, maybe they all were at a zoo. So I think that's where uh, oh. Bolo came from. I think Bolo was part of that whole first plot that it's kind of shifted. Second season, I think. <laughs> it's fascinating to me that in in this surreal, weird fucking show that anything carried through and was consistent. You know, that they kept, they kept a plot up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, so yeah. And he's buying the shaman juice that basically he can, he drinks it and he like can use telepathy. He like lifts Bolo up with his mind. Yes. And he, he can, you can be super strong and a superhuman and, and then it goes into the episode. Wait, first. Noel talks about how he's going to go home and have some spaghetti hoops. Spaghetti. Yeah. He's spaghetti hoops, which I'm guessing means SpaghettiOs. You know, it's like. He was saying SpaghettiOs. No, he's saying spaghetti hoops. I watch everything with closed captioning. Oh my Um, goodness. Yeah. I I had no idea. I thought it was. I legit thought he was saying SpaghettiOs. No. That's hoops. It's got to be. Spaghetti hoops. Spaghetti yeah. hoops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, can, it was just like a, a little fun moment. <laughs> that is cute. There's a lot of, of little fun moments like that in this episode. And a lot of them are like throwaway lines. They're so good. They're like that funny on this show. Every, actually, every line is basically a joke. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, they eventually move the plot along. They pack after it they, Yeah. <laughs> yes. Eventually. Sometimes they... They will sit in a joke, too. Yes. For for they'll like sit in the discomfort of a joke for a long time. Yes. Um, there's a specifically. There's one point later in the episode where Vince is going to Howard and is like trying to get him to help him after yeah. after he's betrayed him and he. <laughs> it's so so fucking mean. He goes to Howard and he's like eating out of bins again. Yeeting out of bins again. He's like, right. he can't, like, you did wrong to him. Like, right. Vince fuck, fucked him over. Yeah, you're on the apology tour. <laughs> Be nice to Howard, because you're trying to, you know, save your brother. <laughs> well, <laughs> your employer. On the, yes, your employer. So, yeah, <laughs> like, that's right. So, Naboo is the, sh- the shaman, and he runs a boutique, a Naboutique. Mm-hmm. And Naboo, if you haven't seen the show, is is known as Naboo the Enigma. Yes. Yeah. Because he's an enigma. No explanation needed. 
Right. How and can you explain that? You can't. <laughs> I don't know. You, can, you literally can't. And, and Howard, oh, so, so Howard and Vince are having a conversation. I guess they run the shop. Basically, when mm-hmm. Naboo's not there, essentially, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, like, run and, it for Naboo. Naboo's busy being magical and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Which is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. It's really baller. Naboo's a baller. Right? Yeah. He's, like, <laughs> hanging out in the woods with his friends and stuff. He's too busy for the day-to-day. Doing- Doing drugs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you're on top, you don't really have to do much. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> just let it run. So, just let it run. <laughs> and and it doesn't run without Howard. It doesn't work without because because they have a dynamic, Howard and Vince, where Howard's the responsible one. Yes, yes. And Vince is the cool one. Who I think kind of laid gives, back, doesn't care about anything. Yeah, kind of gives the secondhand shop that like edge that brings in the kids <laughs> the client the kids yeah clientele. yeah it's it's a trope this is an obvious com- comedy trope right oh yeah they're the odd time. couple yeah <laughs> you know and very odd actually yeah. i loved noel fielding's outfit in this episode it's he calls it a joan jet jumpsuit is it really you know, she did wear similar things that you know she did wear those like low cut tight what it's like a deep v yeah yeah like i don't know if she actually produces her own jumpsuits but um it was definitely in her style i want she should john jet you're hearing it from us first if you do not produce your own jumpsuits you need to start doing it now and you should give us samples yes also (laughs) if if no fielding no fielding please make your own clothing i mean Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he already has. I know. I would be surprised <laughs> if he didn't. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Also, this is like a little. I I don't. I'm gonna bring it up because I have to. I'm like, I have always thought Noel Fielding is so hot. I, He's so I, attractive. I completely agree, and I think <laughs> I think a big part of it is just like personality. Like he is. Yes. You know, he's no slouch, but that personality, that, you know, charisma, that creativity, you know, it just elevates Noel to yeah. this, this pedestal that I've set okay. him on. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, yeah, he's incredibly hot. I didn't, I didn't used to, I, I should have said I didn't used to think he was hot. I said he, I've always thought he was hot, but I did, that's not true. You're like, I lied. I lied. I'm sorry. I didn't always think he was hot. And then something happened when he started hosting the Great British Baking Show that I was like, fuck. Right? He's so fun on that show. But I think he's so hot. And I think Richard Iowati is so hot. Oh my like, God. Right? His Even voice Moss alone. On IT crowd. Like so that, hot. Like that character's so geeky, but he is so hot. <laughs> Yeah. I love him. So <laughs> so yeah. these um it it was like having getting to watch Noel Fielding in that jumpsuit with like his like chest out pretty much the whole episode. I was like, I can't focus. I have to wa- I have to focus during this. <laughs> and now that we've done the daily objectifying of 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 people of on this show, yeah. I, I I wonder, you listen to the show. Does it yeah. seem obvious that I'm objectifying people? <laughs> You know, I wouldn't, I've never been like, Lisa, stop objectifying people. But, you know, you, it's, this is not a visual medium. So you do have to kind of explain what things look like. And, you know, it's you talking about watching something. So you need to Mm. explain like how these visuals affected you. I think it's valid. And I, don't oh, think I love you're, that. I don't think you're gross about it. You know, maybe in moments <laughs> you're a little blue, but you know, <laughs> there was, I definitely felt a little blue during the Mad Men episode, <sighs> but that's a very sexy cast, you know, like every single one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, didn't, they, I didn't think about it that way, but you're right. <laughs> They did it on purpose. They yeah. also did do it on purpose as a storytelling device for the, the period, right? Yes. 
Yes. Now we're getting into, we don't need to talk about it right now, but thank you for yes. making no, you're welcome. me feel better. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so, All right. so Vince is the hottie and yeah. Howard is the serious guy. Yeah. And like Howard is asking Vince to take the trash out. Yeah. Vince wants to talk about fashion and Howard is like, hey, help around a little bit around here. Take out the garbage. And Vince proceeds to just throw the garbage. Chuck it. Like out the back door. And they have this whole, like this spawns a conversation where Howard is waxing poetic about bin men, which yes. is, I assume, English jargon for garbage man. I think you're correct, Lisa. Yes. And <laughs> I can pick up on, on some cues, you know? Right? Right, and Vince thinks it's the way he talked about it. That on first watch made me think that it actually was an urban legend. <laughs> like I couldn't believe it, and the way Howard talks about it, the way that they both talk about bin men, garbage right. men, like like they yeah. couldn't be real. Right, Vince, he's never seen them, so they don't exist. And then Howard is like, they're the most noble of our whole society. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like another time that highlights this kind of odd couple relationship that we have going on between the two of them. <laughs> yes. It, yeah. It punctuates it. And I, I honestly, it's like, it's not hard to, to believe that. It's not hard for me to be like garbage men. Yeah. Well, that is kind of a noble profession. Like, because we're like people are disgusted. Totally. And totally. and and most people are like Vince and like are like only care about, you know, don't think about what they throw out. Only care about fashion. <laughs> right. And once the garbage is outside, it's not my problem anymore. Someone else deals with it. So I'm just gonna throw yes. it into a I thought this term was really cute. Designated refuge area. Howard yeah, was saying that is not a DFR. DRA. Yeah. DRA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has he has like the lingo, the terminology. And then and that's when you find out it's because he was a bean man. Right. Yes. Um, yes. It's a fun reveal about like the secret past life of Howard. Yeah. Yes. And then they do get into it again later in the episode into so, yeah. some more depth. Right. Right. Yeah. I, 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 and it's a nice because you don't really understand why these two characters are friends. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. But they, we find out, you know, later in the episode, they talk about that they have literally spent their whole lives together. That there's yeah. been like a week that they spent apart. So, despite, yes, despite the clear age difference. Right. Yeah. It's revealed that they went to college together. I was like, in how? How? Lisa, I am 10 years older than you, and we went to college together. <laughs> right. You're my Howard Moon. Right? I'll take it. The Jazzercise. Oh, no. I love that joke, too. So Howard is going to Jazzercise. And at first, he he makes it sound like he's going to a Jazzercise class that where they will be playing actual jazz. It, yes. Instead of, like, what we're talking about, it, what you normally think of is, like, the 80s. Like just playing 80s music and you're right. just dancing to like 80s, 80s beats, you know, and exercising. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They pay that joke off. Like this is another, yes. this is just like a little yes. prom they leave, right? They yes. pay it off because it ends up being actual jazz. <laughs> yes. You see? <laughs> yes. There's a cut to in like a few scenes. So it's like you don't yeah. even remember that Howard is jazzercising, all these other things are happening, and then you yeah. cut to Howard saxophone <laughs> and these two old dudes <laughs> dancing. Yeah. It's, like, it's too good. <laughs> they wait for it to leave your mind and then they bring it back. Classic improv callback. But I, I, yeah, it didn't leave my mind. And when I saw it, I was like, I immediately was like, I have to bring that up with Kristen. Like, why did they play that off as if he was going to jazzercise <laughs> with actual jazz? Right? <laughs> like, and then even, they did. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he does mention oh. John Coltrane. He's like, I'm going to jazzercise. It's going to have some hot bebop and John Coltrane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, that's a little odd. <laughs> That's not the jazzercise I'm familiar yeah. with, Howard. <laughs> I, 
I know what my aunt Mike would yeah. go do. Yeah. And my dad, my dad told me he went to jazzercise with my mom in the eighties, and they they did it too. Men at work, I think is the band. Is that the one? Am I? I'm not thinking of the right band. The one who has the land down under. That is men at work. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I love that. I love the callback. That's one of my favorite things. You know, I do improv and sketch writing and stand up, and I love that that callback moment. That, you know, it's always yeah. fun for the audience. They feel like they're in on a joke with you, which is great. And that's something that, that, that people should know about you. You're very funny. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yes. I haven't said and anything very, funny yet. So you, I've laughed like 20 times already while we've been recording. So. <laughs> it was just a joke, Lisa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's got me. She's got me. <laughs> Uh, but so so you're like you we're well versed in in like what in joke structure if you will in in joke writing and yeah. in comedy and obviously in British comedy since you've seen a lot you're a scholar if you will right yes so you bring that unique perspective to this so okay so he goes to jazzercise and he tells Vince to clean up in the alley to, yes. to clean up all the garbage he's been chucking out in the in the alley. Right. And he's like, how much is out there? Vince is like, a few, a couple, not much. It really downplays it. And and you know, you can tell he's downplaying. Yes. He's a little sheepish in that moment. Like, (laughs) (laughs) And here's the thing. I don't know why. Because he had no shame about, like, he defended himself so staunchly. Tossing it out and and bin men not being real. And that that trash would just have dissolved. Right. Oh my gosh. What did he kept saying? A Baracko? He kept talking about it dissolving. He's like, Yeah, I don't know if that must be a British candy or something. Oh yeah, like a or a cracker. Balaco. Well, let's Google it. Yeah, yeah. Balaco. Is it do you know how to spell that? Okay. No, I think because I had my closed captioning on that, I haven't spelled right. I think it's B-R-A-C-C-O. All right, Balaco. I'm a horrible speller. No, not Baracko's Pizza. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> Thank you, Chicago, for having a Baracko's Pizza. This is actually really inconvenient for me. <laughs> I have no idea. I have I no might, idea. I may have spelled it wrong. Don't worry about it. You know, yeah. if, if maybe one day some somebody from Britain will listen to this and tell us. And help us out. Yes, please, please yeah. do. For now, mm-hmm. we don't know. Yeah. Uh, they dissolve so in the rain. Pizza. Okay, cool. It's like when you throw a pizza out on the street and it just dissolves <laughs> in the rain. You don't have to. There's no necessary steps to get rid of a pizza besides throwing out in the rain. And that's the truth <laughs> with bags of trash. <laughs> in Vince's mind. Um, yes. Before, like, sorry, before we move on, before Howard leaves, one of the best lines, like, I, that I, he was so serious when he delivered this he's talking about being a bin man and he <laughs> and vince specifically doesn't believe the bin men are real he's like uh it, what does he say they don't fit in the alley or they yes. nothing fits in the alley or something yes uh they're too they're too big to fit in the alley they're too broad that's so you right have to leave it out in the front <laughs> In the in the designated refuse area in the GRA. Exactly. Because Vince and, can fit in the alleyway, but he's quite <laughs> quite thin. And it was like, what did the stocky, broad-shouldered people do? He <laughs> called them tall as they are wide. Yes, 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 yes. Tall, tall as, they as they are. And he said it so proud as if he was talking about a, an inherited family trait. And yeah, like and he's not thoroughbred horses or something. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and 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 Howard is not t- tall as he is wide. He's no. just not. No, Th- that that shape is no human in existence. Is that shape? You know, it's a square. It's a square, yeah. Lisa. People <laughs> are shaped like squares. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so proud of that, and uh, and I just I couldn't let like like that joke stuck with me. Yeah. And I think that's that's like who quintessentially Howard Moon is, you know, right. Right. a bit romantic. 
He is. He waxes poetic. He's a romantic jazz dude. And yeah. he, d- yeah. And Vince doesn't care about anything. Uh-uh. Yeah. Vince cares about his clothes. That's true. Oh, too much. And, and his hair, I think. That's like the mm-hmm. two things. Yeah. Oh, that's right. His appearance yeah. then. But ultimately, they are best friends. And they do. Somehow. <laughs> do love each other, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so when Vince goes out into the alley to clean up, which is, I guess that is a, a marker of their friendship. Like he actually did something he didn't want to do in his really nice clothing. Right. Yeah. He knew ultimately that he you know, <laughs> didn't really want to piss off Howard and, you know, didn't want to be hassled about it anymore. So he went outside. So he goes to the alley. What does he find in the alley? Oh my gosh. It's just a mountain. It's just a mountain of these black trash bags. And you see how badly he's downplayed it. Oh, yeah. It's like hundreds. It's like an insane amount of trash bags. It's not feasible. It's not feasible with how he chucked it out. The Like, it's tall. It's like over the buildings. I don't think the TRA is big enough. The designated refuge area for him to move all of these into the proper spot to get picked up. In my mind, it would take months. Right? He'd have to put out a few every week until he got caught <laughs> up. Yes. Yeah. But it's, so it's, it's hyperbolic then. Yes. 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 <laughs> right. But as and, you said, this is like a surrealistic show. So Yes, in this you know. world, gorillas can speak. Magic is real. And jazzercise mm-hmm. is done to actual jazz. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Some things are strangely literal. <laughs> right. It's true. true. So so he goes in instead of like picking up bags and taking them to the DRA, he physically enters the the like thunderdome of trash. Yes. It, like as if it were a home. It's, right. There's like a space inside, like 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 in recess when the Ashleys live in that tire thing, that tire. Yes, thing. it's exactly it like tr- that. With trash. trash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he lets himself in to this trash cave. You know, is looking around. There's definitely evidence that somebody is there. And then we, as the audience, get the crack fox reveal over Noel's shoulder, Vince's shoulder, before Vince notices that somebody else is in there right yes and this is like for me this is the element of horror and surrealism that is so hard to grasp it's 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 so it's so weird it's so strange it's not just a a normal like the gorilla that talks is like okay you know that's a guy in a gorilla suit yes i i can connect those dots and we've seen cabaret we were familiar <laughs> with the gorilla suits. I yeah. uh, I'm I'm a fan of Sons Basketball. There's a gorilla right. mascot. Yes. Which yes. there's a, fu- a fun, interesting. If you're into basketball, you should look up that story. It's it's very it's, it's like how he became the mascot. <clears throat> yeah. Do you know it? Well, no, I don't know it. Let's not get into it right so, now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. So that I can kind of grasp. Like, okay, talking gorilla. Okay, this guy does magic, but essentially looks like a person, you know? Yeah. The the crack fox is a is only it's like a head. It's it, and I believe is that Julian Barrett? Playing? It sure is. Yeah. 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 It's so so part of you could also think like is he like playing? Is he playing this prank on Vince? Like, part of me was like, "Is that where this episode is going? Where he's just like, like a cautionary tale, right? You know, if you watch the Mighty Boosh in, you know, if you watch this in a normal way and got to this episode, you would know that they usually play a few different characters in each episode. Like Noel started and, with yes. another character, but just watching it out of context, you know, you're like, "Hey, that's Howard." it's a very good disguise because i think you know it doesn't hard it was hard to tell right yeah and and he does a voice oh my gosh the voice is so scary and then he goes into an even even scarier voice later he does an evil voice like yeah in the style of 
of Anna Ferris from House Bunny when she's trying to remember the names? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't do it. It hurts my, my throat to do that. Right. There's another element <laughs> of the, the crack fox is that he is playing the banjo or the ukulele. A, a trash version, a trash stringed instrument. Yes. Yes. That he uses for little interludes between topics. Yeah. Little like storytelling <laughs> technique. For the, for the fox. <laughs> And it's it's it could be cute. And yeah. this could very much have been like a cute thing that they did, but it's not. It's yes. It's it's the it's the Hansel and Gretel that's actually scary, you know. Right. Yes. And it is a cautionary tale. Like actually it is a cautionary tale. Yeah. Well, and there's one thing we missed from the last scene is that Howard very specifically is like, if you leave the trash out, you'll have a problem with foxes. Oh and yes, that's right. Like, Foxes are so cute. What are you talking about? And Howard's like, no, yeah, no, Vince. <laughs> and in my maybe this is a culture thing. Like in my head, maybe this would make so much more sense if this was a, a, like a crack raccoon, right, right, or a crack javelina. Yeah. Oh my god! It, like it's literally just a creature that, like in Britain, their their foxes probably do get in the trash. Right. Right. I didn't yeah. piece that together until just now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, like you got to cover the trash so <laughs> certain animals don't come and just like hang out in them. Yeah, and yeah. that's really what—that's the very real basis. The truth of the scene is right. So it does have that base reality which is important in comedy. Yeah. And then, and then it really takes off on a runaway train. <laughs> yes. Uh, in that, in that the crack fox is real and sort of like, doesn't even really have a body. Like it's like a cardboard box a shell thing. What is that? Right. Yeah. He is. He's definitely, he's like a Frankenstein fox. Frankenstein's monster fox. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And obviously the face is not fox. Like the, there yep. are, contact lenses to change yes. the shape of the the iris yeah and his Is eyes that... are like white yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's got <laughs> syringes for fingers which is creepy and scary and then yes and he, vince has this line like vince couldn't care less vince right. does not give a shit that yes. there's a talking fox right? talking trash fox right he's just literally like, dude you're in my way get out of here yeah. i gotta get this <laughs> This shit done for Howard. Yeah. Literally, he was just warned about this too. He should yeah. be fully aware of what this is. It right. was just not not minutes ago, not seconds ago, right? Right. Right. <laughs> In this way, he he reminds me a lot of like Andy Dwyer, where he's so easily <sighs> for, for forgetful and then distractible. Right. Right. Because <laughs> he has a line where the, the crack fox is like trying to manipulate him and trying to get him to sympathize with him. And, yes. then, <laughs> and then he's like, let me tell you my story. Then you might, you might get, you might understand me better. Don't take my home away. He's trying to get him to right. not take his home away. Well, and he goes to great lengths to explain to Vince how special he is. He's like, this isn't trash. It's my house. That yes. skateboard is it is my transportation unit this peach is my hat this goblet <laughs> is a half a small and that wine it's cat's blood cat yeah he gets <laughs> blood and vince is like i don't see this uh, as a goblet so much as a, a tennis ball cut in half like so he knows he's like i don't i'm not convinced by any of this yeah and oh, and, and the galoshes you can't forget uh, the condoms that he wears as Oh, God, that was disgusting. I know. That right? was disgusting. They no. don't care. They just, no. they lean into it. Yeah. How gross it is. And, and, and how weird. Yeah. And, and, and so he's trying to convince Vince to listen to him because Vince doesn't care. And Vince is like, he's like, listen to my story. And Vince has this line, I don't really like stories. <laughs> stories aren't really my thing. Stories. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't like stories. I couldn't have related more. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't, I would like, I don't like stories either. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you just kind of like, 
what is that word when someone comes and lives in your house squatting? This fox just comes and squats in the in the alley. And Vincent's just kind of like, dude, I don't have time for this. Like, yeah. I have to clean up this trash. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got like this sweet outfit. I gotta go buy, buy a new loincloth because they're in again. Like, oh, that's right. <laughs> to do. Yeah. Yeah. Which he was reading a fashion magazine. Finds out about yeah. the loincloth. Yeah. They're really in, they really care about staying in character and like oh, having yeah. character traits that are, that make sense. Despite yeah. the whole world they're in making no sense. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like a really grounded reality. Right. Yeah. It's like you have to accept their reality, but it is like a grounded reality within their the world they've created. Yes. And yeah. uh, but but the fox does get him to listen to him by telling him it's it's gonna be a cartoon. He's yes. got a cartoon of his life story. Somehow he has a projector in his yes. room in in his little trash room. Yeah, in his trash and, cave. And yeah. this is the first that they make two jokes about animal pornography in this episode too. And and this is the first one where he yes. starts playing the tape that's supposed to be his life story cartoon and it is in fact just like like documentary style footage of actual foxes fucking yes. in the wild. It's like a nature documentary and he's like, "Oh, that's my nighttime movies." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like my nighttime is, films. <laughs> Vince is not couldn't be bothered. He's like, that's gross and weird, but yeah, okay. He's like, all right, yeah. He's way too laid back about it. <laughs> right, it's hard to phase him if it's not clothing related. Honestly, I love that though. I yeah, love that yeah. about him. <laughs> yeah, and so he he watches. He shows this video that essentially says that he used to live in the country. And his sad story is that he moved to the city because he he read a magazine about city life and was yeah. like, I gotta go. And then he got hooked on the, I guess the implication is that he got hooked on drugs and was at a gay club. Yeah. And yeah. got seduced by the gay party nightlife. He was and off his face. Yeah, that's off his face. That's right. Yeah. And somehow yeah. ended up unhoused. Yes. And he was on. Uh, he was in, I wrote down the name of the town, but now I can't read it. But uh, he was. Oh, yeah, I don't remember either. Begging on the street for cheese. For cheese. Yeah, yes. And I don't know if he meant literal cheese or, or if that was a slang for money or I don't know. It technically is a slang for money, but he probably wanted real cheese. I don't know. Yeah. It's a fox. I have no yeah. idea what foxes want. I didn't. <laughs> I mean, the whole the whole thing is is bizarre enough to believe, and then you have to you just have to accept this is real. You just have to accept it that a yes. fox somehow went to a nightclub, got it, got hooked on drugs, and then uh, three weeks later, unhoused. yeah, yes. three weeks later, yeah, yeah. But um, and this is this sad story of of naive country folk. Yeah, yeah, getting caught up because he read a article in Cheekbone magazine. It is a cautionary tale from start to finish this episode. Yeah. He also had <laughs> a racist badger friend named Dante. Oh, that I yeah. found interesting. There's Nicholas, his tennis rat friend, and Dante, his racist badger badger friend. I, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So he has a, uh, the tennis rat friend, I'm assuming that's meant to be a, a quite wealthy friend. Right. Who's not, anyone I know who plays tennis is, well, I don't know. Everyone I know is wealthier than me, so <laughs> it's not saying much. You're like, and every one of them plays tennis. All every, of them. All. Every, You're like, I'm the only person, haunting. I don't know. I know who doesn't play tennis. I just want to play tennis. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, he has quite, quite the tale. I don't remember. Yep. How does Vince take this? Does he? He must feel bad for him because he invites him into the store to eat food or to okay. eat something. So he doesn't give a shit about the story. He doesn't care. He's just like, okay, cool, but you got to get out of here. Uh, ah. so, it, so he stabs himself in the leg with a pen. Oh, that's right. That's fucking yeah. right. Okay. So the crack, the crack uh, fox stabs himself in the leg with the pen, oh, the biro, yeah. as he calls it. Um, I think for sympathy, but he initially <laughs> blames Vince. And Vince is like, I didn't do it. And then he <laughs> was like... <laughs> I didn't realize he blamed Vince. 
Yeah, if, if I heard it right, he blamed Vince, and then he's like, oh, when your back was turned, a poofter stabbed me. Yeah, that's right. And Vince is I like, do, yes, you, yeah. you really can't, you can't talk like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was kind of like a fun way to use a questionable term, you know, to just immediately be like, no, we don't say that. <laughs> you know? I did, yeah. I think, and I, ugh, I could go on about this, but like, I think that if you're going to use a, a slur, if, right. if you were going to use it, then you have to use it in, in a way that is like, that, that people know that this is wrong. Right. That, yeah. That, this, that the person yeah. using it, you know, is, is, uh, yeah, is the villain. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then he blames a Nazi. He's like a Nazi and man. So, <laughs> yeah. Stabby. And then uh, he says, and, well, and, well, this is just like another example of how, first of all, it's, it's like this Fox is a psychopath. Yes. Uh, or a sociopath. Like he clearly, yeah, is willing to do anything. Is a compulsive liar. Will mm-hmm. do anything to manipulate this character Vince. Yes, who just happens to not care. Who happens yes. to just like have no sympathy. And so yeah, so the the fox is escalating because it's so hard to get Vince to react to him. Vince finally pulls the pen out, and they make a great King Arthur reference, like he's pulling the sword out of the stone. And I thought that I was didn't a very, catch that. That was a very cute, like British moment, you know. <laughs> uh, it is. There's yeah. not much that's cute about the British Empire. Right. There's not much. Right. Well, and King Arthur <laughs> is is fiction. He's like loosely based on, you know, all of the you know different stories of the time, like Merlin and King Arthur. But then, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, the bedtime stories of the English children. But then, (laughs) Vince still doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's just like, you got the pen up, get out of here. So then the fox is like, well, will you do me a favor? Vince is like, what's that favor? And he's like, kill me. Wow, really? Yes. And then it's another list from the fox. This is like the third list of things from this fox. He says, Bludgeon my face in. Pull me apart like soft bread. I thought that one was fun. Punch me in the tip. Pull my head clean off. Put me to sleep with your kind boots, Mr. Fancy Man. Or he'll he'll do it himself. And this is finally when Vince is like, fine, fine. Just come in for five minutes. Uh, but you've got to be out of here before Howard leaves. <laughs> so, he, he, so Vince doesn't even get, like, he, he's like, I don't care. I don't know what you're saying. Come in. I, yeah, he's just kind of like, I'm sick of your shit. <laughs> All right, fine, fine. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't, um, I missed that. I think I'm Vin, I am Vince in this equation. That all went right over my head until yeah, you I, said it. I'm the Howard Adam. This was the first time the fox did his scary fox voice. Uh, Vince yeah. is leaving and he kind of does that scary, like, I'm going to hurt you, threaten, threatens him. And Vince yeah. is like, what? And he's like, uh, oh, nothing. <laughs> it's like a classic trope where, of, where like, they were the the bad guy reveals their true nature, but but Vince doesn't completely doesn't hear it. Yeah, the bad guy's revealing revealing his plot uh, to the audience just out of earshot of Vince. Yeah, and Vince is like just sort of like clueless. What's that, mate? <laughs> oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and the second time. It happens is, is inside the Naboutique. Naboutique. Yes. yes. Which is well, such we, a fun, cute, clever, dorky name. Right? Right. <laughs> we do have that uh, interlude, that moment with Howard in between. Like, that's where oh, Howard. Where you do see him at Jazzercise. Jazzercise, yeah. Which I thought was kind of fun in between these two scenes. But yeah, so we're in, in that Naboutique. 
Uh, and that's and just the first box. of many dad jokes. I, what I would call dad jokes. Yes. Howard, Howard is the dad, you know. Oh, I, I mean the name Naboutique, but also right. the jazzercising thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I have to totally agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, I, I can think of a few. Yeah. But we'll, yeah, we'll kind of right? Know. So the second time it happens, after this interlude where you see Howard jazzercising, they're yeah. inside the shop because they needed to show that there was a change in location. <laughs> that some time had passed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So... I can't remember what led up to this. All I remember is that Vince is turning around. Oh, oh, he's trying to convince him to open the locked. Somehow he knows that there's medicine. He's asking right. for medicine. Yeah, he's saying he's like farting a lot. He's like, I'm not feeling well. And this is another one of his lists. Uh, lists of I do. I do remember this one because it was so fucking weird and gross. Yeah, yeah. Vince was like, what have you been eating? He says. Head and shoulders, toothpaste, and shit. Big pieces of shit. And Vince is like, Can't it's not balanced things. diet, mate. Yeah. It's not a balanced diet. It says it like it's totally normal. It's, yeah. yes, it's not a balanced diet, but also that's not any diet. That's not real. There's nothing nutritional in that at all yeah Vince doesn't he's not suspicious at all yeah he just kind of takes everything as it it is like yeah at at face value yeah he's like that sucks (laughs) that explains it I love it he's like I'll get you some soup right And (laughs) and then the fox is like why don't you go look in that cabinet for me for some medicine and then the fox breaks the fourth wall and shushes at us. Really? He's again letting us in on his plot. His scheme. Uh-huh. Because we I didn't realize. I guess I do remember him breaking the fourth wall, but I didn't like it didn't put it together that like that that was weird. Right. I've accepted, right. I fully accepted the reality of the show. Yeah, yeah. It's so immersive. It's so it's all the details. <laughs> Oh, this, again, it's another time when Vince turns his back and the fox does his scary voice. He says he's going to put him in a pretty dress and hurt him. And it's so terrifying. Like, it's already a very scary fox puppety guy. And then Mm -hmm. when he does that voice. It's very, really scary. Yeah. 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 Um, And again, um, Vince doesn't, doesn't catch on at all. Yeah. Doesn't hear him. Yeah. Thinks, right. thinks that he, he's like, sorry, what'd you say? Right. Then the fox is like, hey, you want to see a trick? This was like a childish. Yeah. This is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Such stereotypical kid humor. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I caught this on the third viewing. I you caught this it. on the third. I could. Yeah. I did, really did. <laughs> The fox turns and you can see it's like puppet butt and the tail lifts up and this giant toxic fart comes out. And yeah. it's like yellow or pink. I can't remember what color it was. It was it, smoky for sure. Yeah. And it went all the way across the room to Vince, who was busy making tea. And you see Vince. He like turns around, floor. right? Yeah. <laughs> And it smells, it's like, sorry, I said it smells. Like, it's so, like, a- adequately visual that yes. it you can tell it stinks. Like, it smells r- rancid, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really did. And it's, it's so weird because the show is live action, but so many elements of it are cartoonic. Yeah, absolutely. And this is definitely one of those. This is yeah. like the Pepe Le Pew moment. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> this puppet has like a cartoon fart, which immediately makes Vince like pass out onto the floor, which also is a very cartoony moment. And the fox yeah. just starts <laughs> giggling and it kind of pans out to the front of the store. 
And that's it for this week's episode. Uh, you can find the rest of the episode next week. We'll hear the rest of what Kristen and Lisa have to say about the Mighty Boosh. Still jealous. Um, you can find me on Instagram at DamonHD. You can find Lisa on Instagram at L-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-A. And you can find Kristen on Instagram at Kristen Danger. That's C-R-I-S-T-I-N Danger. And, of course, you can find our podcast at Season 3, Episode 4. The words are words. The numbers are numbers. Big thanks to everyone who created this show. We wouldn't have ours if you didn't make yours. And we will see you back here next week. Bye. What's the episode? What is the episode? episode four. Right.